the Knicks are real close to advancing to the next round of the playoffs. God. And there is a real chance for us to make the Eastern Conference Finals. Like a real chance. And then it's a puncher's chance to get to the finals. I'll tell you this right now. If the Knicks win a championship this year, I'm getting arrested. Had a bail money ready. <laughs> I'm getting arrested. I'm wilding out. You think Philly turned up when the Eagles won? Woo, ch- woo, New York, New York is gonna burn down, like the All whole island. Down. The whole island of Manhattan is going to burn, mm. and it's Yo, just gonna. I might not off. even get arrested because the jail's gonna be overflowing. They're not gonna have room for us. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. To another episode of Kicking It With The Home. I know what you're thinking. You guys are off by a week. Well, we wanted to bring you peak season slash series ending coverage of some shows. So we decided to push back a week. But as always, it's your boy, your host, Vox Populi, second of my name, probably the first of us, the big homie, CJ Quartermile. Joined, as always, by the man, who you might be a Viking, but he was raised by wolves and he's got half a brick of his blood ready to send you by Thursday. Big homie, 10th anniversary, stomping round, Eugene McKeever. Avery is not with us tonight, therefore we will move on. But she's charming and impulsive, like most serial killers, but we like her regardless of her extracurricular activities. The big pretzel, young Toki. Did you just say big Dexter? Wow. No, the big pretzel. No, I said the big pretzel. He called you, he called you Dexter and the mm-hmm. big pretzel. Wow. <clears throat> you said serial yeah. killing is her extra extracurricular activities. That's Dexter behavior. Yeah. Nah, that, that's mis- that's misty behavior. Oh, true. True. Something's wrong with both of you. Um, You're not watching Yellow Jacket. No, something's wrong with you because you don't watch. <laughs> Yellow jackets. <laughs> so I have to be mindful of what I say. Um, apologies to the listeners because my voice is gonna be in and out, but I'm gonna try. Do you? I mean, Chloe, you forgot to intro Lunell. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <clears throat> um, but I have to be mindful because I had the pleasure of meeting Eugene's parents. Over the weekend. <laughs> and to know that they are actively listening is not only a joy to me, but now I am mindful. Like, okay, let me be mindful more of what I'm saying. But yeah, shout out to shout out to your mom and dad. They cool. Yeah, they they wanted to specifically let Dina well, my mother wanted her to know that she was not a fan of the short jokes. Because my mother is too a short queen. Short queen. Uh, yeah. But let's talk about this weekend. We pulled up on Eugene and Charlotte. Surprised them. Uh, yes. Um. So I appreciate everybody. I don't know who all is going to be listening, but everybody that came out to celebrate with my wife and I, our 10th anniversary, I uh, really appreciate it. Um, a takeaway that I got, well, we both took something away. She realized that she could never cheat because 
keeping up with all the lies to keep it a surprise for me gave her a headache and she was you know in the like almost stumbling over her lies um i realized that i could 100% be cheated on because i just went along with everything she was telling me everything everybody else was telling me and probably should have questioned some things but i'm a trustworthy guy so i'm like hey that tracks it doesn't seem too off you went out for a girl's night and it only lasted an hour because you know <laughs> you said they started smoking and drinking and you just didn't want to be around that that makes sense well here's the thing she's never given you a reason to not trust her so of yeah. course it all sounds plausible yeah and i'm just the type of person like okay i have no reason to believe what that you would lie to me about something so i take it for face value um but yeah, she, I could have definitely been cheated on before. But I got a good one. She's not doing that. Yo, why is right. D camera D is walking around and it's like just pointing at the floor? Oh, that's that um it's what's it called? The the dynamic lens oh. or something like that? Oh, it's picking up her motion down there. Yeah. Okay. Shut up. It's not down. There. <laughs> <laughs> so it's moving with me. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I appreciate y'all coming out, celebrating with us. Claude traveling down to Charlotte. Not too sad, baby. I think I told you I was going to be in Minneapolis for the weekend. Uh, Yeah, you did. You told me you were going to Minneapolis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. Charlotte its name to Minneapolis. Listen, I, I, did, I had to throw you off the scent. He lied and he didn't yeah. even care. He was actually no. happy. That's the first mm-hmm. thing he told me. So I was in Nashville. I was in Nashville the week before that. And Eugene was like, he was like, I think my wife is planning something, but I don't know what. Maybe a party? And I was like, ah, if she did, I'm going to be real upset if I wasn't invited, considering I was the best man in your wedding. And he was like, I don't got nothing to do with that big dog. I don't know. I don't know what she's planning. (laughs) Meanwhile, the whole time, I knew exactly what was up. Mm -hmm. You know. Now I'm going to have cases on all you niggas. <laughs> Shoot program. <laughs> 23 hour lockdown. You 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 think you could do this to me? <laughs> it's all right. The, the, the get back is coming next year. Allegedly. I, um, nice. I, I retracted my statement of challenge accepted of trying to top what she did. <laughs> Already? Um, I retracted. Yeah, I retract that. Um, it's been like three I, days. I, re- I retracted it Sunday. <laughs> the party was Saturday. I know. I retracted it Sunday. I had some time to reflect a little uh, post nut clarity and come to <laughs> my senses and realize there's no way I'm topping this. So my goal was just to that, feel That's special. not true. That's not true. You got a, You got an ace in your corner. Who is trying to help you top this? No, no, no. I'm still. I my goal is not to top it. The goal is because if I try to top it, then it becomes a competition, and the yeah. next thing you know, we're celebrating year twenty five, and we're on a space shuttle to the moon because we're out of ideas. What's the What's the problem with that? No, come on, city boys, city boys up. Let's go. No, c- city sorry. boys, c- up. C- city husbands up. I'm not a yeah. I'm not a city boy. I'm I'm a I'm a husband. I'm a civilian. City I'm husband's not, up. I'm a civilian husband. 
I'm not, I'm not a city boy. I mean, actually, suburban dads up because that's what we I'm are a, now. I'm a suburban dad. Speaking of suburban dads, <laughs> this man Claude. Hello, hello, hello. Ad, 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 ad. We don't need to make that information public. This is very true. Okay, because okay. people I are crazy on the internet. I take it back. I take it back. Claude's yeah. be doing some wild stuff. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Probably doing some wild suburban stuff. Listen, when you when you live where I live, I can't wait for you to come visit. You will understand. All right. So what we got on the the rundown? Come on, super producer. What we talking about? As she takes her sip of tea. Y'all want me to be able to talk right? Hold on. Um, Y'all want me to talk right? <laughs> y'all want me y'all want me to be able to talk right she sound like Batman you want me to talk this isn't a game Listen, where's the joker I have to come on with the darkness if he would step up I could have took him today off but he's not even here um alright so we can hop right into the I guess headline news is about Don Lemon did y'all see the I guess the clip that supposedly got him fired. No, I well, don't know. Well, well, which one? Was it the one about um, women being past their prime or the one with Vivek? Because I heard, I've heard so, that both of those were basically inciting incidents. So the one with Vivek is the most recent one. The one about women being in their prime, um, I think that spoke more to his common trait of misogyny that everyone mm. said that he had. And, you know, the fact that he was always arguing with women and being extremely extra um, and, for, you know, showing diva-like tendencies. But I think the recent... What, Eugene? <laughs> go on, go on, go on. I think the recent video didn't really help him. Um, so, yeah, he was fired after 17 years with CNN. I think on the same day... Uh, Tucker Carlson, he was yeah. fired from Fox News also. I was I was going to wonder if we were going to mention Big Homie Tuck. My red hat's on the oh, other side of oh, the room right now. Oh, that's, oh, your big, that's, your that's, your big, that's your big homie? Okay. Okay. You you check you check in with, with, with Tuck when you're on these Fox News streets? Okay. Listen, depending on what suburbs you hit, you got to check in or you get got. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You, you're already got. Then someone say, get out. Um, he's, he's still in right so <laughs> um you know i'm yeah. so nice i'm not gonna use this picture i just took because it makes you look very bad d i'm gonna get that a better angle yeah like you don't ever take a great angle anyway um i was gonna say i think they both have chris kumo's attorney or lawyer team Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson are getting both of those. Um, both of them are getting lawyers to sue for the remaining funds of their contract. Um, Don Lemon, is, I believe he's due, was it 25? I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's 25 million. He's saying that he's owed. Um, and I didn't see how much Tucker Carlson is trying to get. <clears throat> hmm. I think Tuck's um his contract was like a hundred million. Something crazy like that. That's wild if that's the case. That's wild. They're paying that much for 
blatant lies and racism. Yo, what appeals to your audience? Blatant lies and racism. <laughs> and if we'll, if we'll keep it equitable, it's the same thing on CNN. Blatant yeah. lies and wokeness. So. Selective wokeness. Selective, yes. So, selective well, yeah. wokeness. I mean, because he got, he got fired for not being woke. Allegedly. Well, listen, there, there is a hierarchy, as we know. Hierarchy. As of we know. Of, we'll call it hierarchy of needs or hierarchy of whose plight is taken seriously or deemed Yo, worthy know. of consideration. She's he is literally on the floor. <laughs> you do not be happy. You do not be helping your case for being so short. My, I'm hooked. It's not under my camera. Shut up. I mean, it's it looks... crazy because I'm looking at your ceilings. Oh, let's go. The Knicks are going to the next round. We did it, Not boy. Let's go. Yo, it's a wrap for you. I'm uh, saying, if the Knicks make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, it's not happening. Lock me up. It's not, it's we not get, happening. All right, if we get Miami, we wash in Miami. If we get Milwaukee and Giannis still hurt, you think so? You think they wash in Miami? Wash in Miami. Wash. All y'all got is Jimmy Butler. He can't pull out the magic yeah. another four games. Huh? He's not going to make magic another four games. I mean, you might be right. Just, yeah, see, I, I know. You might be right. It's a, it's a, hard, it's a long uphill battle for them. Mm-hmm. There, there's a path to the Eastern Conference Finals for the Knicks. And then you, you're a couple good games away, a couple lucky bounces away from being in the championships. I don't see it happening. Yo, you mind your what? business. You know what? I want them to get there. I want them to go to the I want them to go to the finals. I want them to go to the NBA finals and lose. I want them to lose in seven games. In the seven in game seven, I want them to lose by mm. one. I want them to lose by one point. One point. Mm. Mm. I, I don't the want any strong draws. with this I want, one. I want every game to be close. The petty is strong with this. And for, I want the, I want them to be down three two and to win game six. Hmm. Mm. Okay. But you yeah. know what? If the Knicks make it to the championship, if we make it to the finals, we can lose in four. We could lose in three. Losing seven doesn't matter. This city is going to riot no matter what. Winning it all, that just means an extra borough is going to get burned down. That's all. <laughs> But let the Knicks make it to the finals. Ooh. Trying to contain myself because my kids are sleeping right now. But ooh. Ooh, Chile. Turn turning hey, a Ric Flair. Right. <laughs> because the Knicks won a series. <laughs> Can we Listen, not? We are on 23 years with one bright spot. 23 years of abject failure, mismanagement, heartbreak. And tomfoolery, I'm gonna take this win, fam. We ain't had a, a series win in almost a in, in a decade. I'm, I'm a Wizards fan. Yeah, you want to talk about mismanagement? A pollen need to get up out of here. Yeah, I have no hopes for the Wizards like ever. You got Bradley <laughs> until free agency. Nah, Bradley. <laughs> Bradley is all about the money. 
All right, wait, back to, to Tuck and Don. Um, do you care about this? I really don't. I'm, I'm not surprised. So, like, it's, it's almost like, eh, whatever. But outside of that, um, like I said, Avery's not here, so he can't cash up our 20 um, to each of us. Y'all think he's going to do a payment plan, or he's going to give us each $20? <laughs> if he, I think if he, he might have to he, pay us. If you do a in payment plan, I'm adding I'm adding interest. Okay, we we have the same, yeah. I'm adding interest. I'm adding interest. You can you can do a flat fee or you can do installments <laughs> with interest. Pick your poison. I think it's best uh best bet is to come back with the book read. Now remind me again, what book was he supposed to be reading? I the will teach you to be rich by remembering. The one he didn't read. Oh, I know he didn't read that. <laughs> I know he didn't read that. He may have read the whole book to chat GPT to get an explanation of the book. I know he didn't read that book. Definitely chat GPT that. I yeah. know he read the first chapter. I know that much. Okay. <laughs> right. Um also I wanted to know, CJ, would you ever put your hands on any of your students? Listen. Describe putting your hands. <laughs> As if an educator. If your students tried you in a way that your children would not even think about trying you and then proceeded to maybe try to hit you or intimidate you um, by the threat of physical harm, you as a man of God, mm-hmm. would you put your hands on your students? Mm-hmm. So this is what I tell people. I've, I've actually had not this particular conversation, but a similar one a few times. And it is simply this. When I walk out of my house every day, I have one goal. That is to get back to my wife and to my children. And if you choose to stand in the way of me achieving that goal, whether you six feet or eight one, eight to 80 blind, crippled and crazy, I am not going to allow you to stop me from getting back to my family. What if it's a seven-year-old? I say eight to eight. If it's a seven-year-old, you know, I got to take that. <laughs> but <laughs> I, um, so when you watch the video of this 15-year-old who, who beat up their teacher, I, I think if a child is approaching you in this way, like they grown, you don't got to put them down but you don't just stand there and get whipped. You you have you have a responsibility to defend yourself. But I'm not letting no 15-year-old just put me in the hospital. I'm not letting anybody just put me in the hospital, right? Like, again, right. I'm trying to get home. You're 15, I'm very sorry, but you step to me like you grown, I'm going to have to send you back like you grown. So, send you back. Um, for those that are <laughs> right. Um, it was so we're talking about this viral video that went around in January where a 15 year old student got into a fight with her teacher and she put the lady in the hospital I want to say she broke her she broke her foot she did something Um, but she was in the hospital for six days Um, because you know the young girl 
got into it with her and pulled her down onto the ground by her hair. So they recently came out and said that the student pleaded guilty to felony assault and she is required to do one year, a one year sentence. Um, she will also have to spend five years of supervised release um, following that one year. So it goes to say, I feel like we are seeing more videos of students feeling very emboldened and having the courage to try these teachers. And in some forms, we're seeing, not in this particular instance, um, thankful that that young, you know, young lady was able to get better or she's recuperating, but it just sucks because you go, a lot of teachers that I know, they love teaching. Like you don't, you don't go to the school with the anticipation of having to fight somebody else's child. Um, so we're seeing a lot of students wanting to fight teachers. And then we're also seeing teachers that's, you know, raised during our time and they throwing hands with them, which I don't really feel bad about. Um, but I want all parents to know, especially our listeners, control your child. Because I know for me, I am not an educator. My mother is an educator. And I'm not going to put her out there. But I've had to calm her down a couple times. Because us being from Bull City, she would tell you straight forth to your face. I will beat you down. And as she's gotten older, she uses the words of my great aunt. I will beat you, God bless the amen, and pray for your resurrection. And she would be, <laughs> <laughs> be so serious. And I will it's like, beat you, God bless the amen. <laughs> she'd be so serious and you'd be surprised how many um, parents of these students that are like supportive of the bullshit like to help your like fix your child tame your children don't tell a, a, another adult like oh you can't touch my child if your child approaches me as an adult and they want to get into it with me as an adult I'm going to beat them the hell down it's just that simple so I don't feel bad. I saw some comments saying that they felt bad for the 15-year-old. They felt like she should have been able to write a letter or do something, you know. But it's like, no. She felt like she was in her right. She felt grown in the moment. And these are her consequences. All right. So two thoughts coming from what you just said. One, you said you would beat them down. But for you, given your stature, <laughs> is it more like beat them up? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be it would be beat them down. It's just a lot. Like I would commend your stamina because in order to get them down <laughs> to your level, it takes a that's a lot of jabs, beloved. Like you're gonna be you're gonna be boxing for a minute to get them down to yep. your level. Low key, you might be an elite athlete. Yeah, I, I have a story like the, there while we're recording, but I'll explain. After the fact, mm. you know. Mm. You remember in Looney uh, Tunes when the Tasmanian Devil used to just like go all around people and like mess them up? Like that's what Diva would have to do. Like she would just have to like. Remember in uh, God, I was in that show. Uh, Bam Manjaro was in it, and he beat his dad up on the toilet. Huh? It was a show on MTV. I didn't watch anything with Ben Margera. Yeah. Anyway, his dad was on the toilet and he just came in, he just came in the bathroom, just kept like punching his dad. 
like all over his body, like like no coordination, just like that's what he would have to do in order to beat somebody up, just like nonstop body shots. Which I think without, I mean, I would tire you out, but I commend you for wanting to beat somebody down. You have no idea. So here's, no, I don't. I w- what I what I will say is there is a level that does feel empathy for the child in that you don't just wake up there. You are clearly the product of a broken home, broken really? environment, some sort of neglect that does not excuse what you are doing. And unfortunately, you have to learn that there are consequences for your actions. But I know that this didn't happen in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And so... I might try to like preach to you while I beat you down. Like, hey, this ain't the way you want to go, beloved. There's a better life out there for you. I- In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to beat your tail. I think in the name of Jesus, y'all stupid. But for real, like you, you know that these kids are they're coming from a bad place and it sucks that they're going to learn really hard lessons in life in ways that they probably shouldn't have to right and it's almost like they're not even given a chance from the moment they're born and that's 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 case sometimes what i find interesting is when i come across stories where the the children their behavior is a surprise to the parents because the parents Mm. They may like they have multiple children. They're like, don't nobody else act like this in my household. You get out the house and now you acting like you from you know down here over across the way, and we didn't raise you like that. So I don't, I don't know the full story behind this young lady. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. I hope that she has learned from her mistake. I I'm hoping. Um, I don't. I mean, my my personal opinion: throwing kids in juvie in juvie and detention centers that shit don't help them that just gets them prepared for the next level um so i'm hoping she really does learn her lesson and she you know takes heed to um this incident learning how to communicate learning how to you know control her anger and especially keeping her hands to herself because that's that's a felony assault like that's not a good look at all Mm -hmm. Mm. so um, you got people who um what is it they like what i'm trying to think of oh like though i don't know what the laws are in other states but here if you assault a um like a city worker like a bus driver or a train operator that's automatic seven years because people used to do that all the time and so they like brought the law down real hard so you know she did this to a teacher but imagine she was goofing off with her friends and like slapped the bus driver now you losing life from 15 to you know 22 yeah. over something stupid. So so unfortunate. Um in other news, there's also a recent uptrend of shootings, but this time it's like people getting shot from going to the wrong address or showing up at the wrong house. Um, I think most recently there was a shooting of the 16-year-old Ralph Yarrow, and he was shot after he attempted to go pick up his younger siblings, um, and it was really just a mistake of the address. I think he was supposed to be like one block over, one block down or whatever, um, mm-hmm. so he went to this house, and he was shot twice. 
twice, three times. He was shot. Um, they did eventually arrest the elderly man. Um, but I I had an issue with that with that whole story. Um, because it of course it was the whole the man was afraid for he was scared for his life. I call bullshit on that. He shot that young man through the door. How do you get so afraid that you shoot somebody through the door? Now, I don't know about y'all, but I know for me, I've watched Michael Myers. If I'm going to put a hole in the door, usually he's going to come through the door. Like, I'm giving him a way to come in the house. So it didn't really make sense with him saying he was afraid enough to shoot him through the door. Then he opens the door and proceeds to shoot him again to try to ensure that he was dead. On top of that, the young man was able to jump up and run, but he had to go to what three, two, three houses to get help. Three. No one in no one in the neighborhood would help this young man. This is a 16-year-old boy who is bleeding, mm-hmm. shooting, and shot, asking for help. And no one would ask him for help. And before additional details came out, <clears throat> his neighbors were really like, his neighbors were really trying to, I guess, defend the neighborhood, like, oh, we protect our own or we hold our own over here. And so they realized, like, y'all all sound real stupid. There is no part of that situation, black, blue, bright, bright, yellow, or indifferent. If somebody shows up at my house and they are legit, you know, hey, I, I'm here and I don't know who that person is, for me personally, I'm going to say, what do you need? Give the young man an opportunity to correct his mistake. He didn't even get the opportunity to do that. So, all in all, <clears throat> Ralph Lauren—not Ralph Lauren, excuse me—Ralph Yarl did survive. Um, I think he's out of the hospital now, if I'm not mistaken. He's out of the hospital. Thank recovery. God for that. Right, thank God. Um, but then you had another young lady, and I, oh, I don't have her name right now. Um, shortly after his shooting, she went to turn around or pull into the wrong driveway. And someone, the homeowner, I believe, walked outside. Uh, Kaylin Gillis. Thank you. Um, Kaylin, she, you know, pulled into the wrong driveway. Before she's able to correct her mistake, someone walks outside and, and shot and fires shots into the car, killing her. So <laughs> it's like, where, where, where are we? Where are we in life? Is this like, uh, a reddit thing is there a secret reddit chat that's going on to say hey this month when you get people in your driveway just shoot first because you had some doordash drivers um or instacart people sorry in florida i think they were delivering and they went to take the groceries in once they realized hey we're at the wrong address they're trying to get back put everything back in the car get back to the car this man starts shooting at the car it's like what what are we doing what sense does mm-hmm. it make? So, um, and prayers to uh, the young lady that passed away. She did not survive from her, her injuries. I want to say she um, was yeah. dead on scene. But it's like, I'm, there were two arguments to that story. And I, I hate to make it a race thing. But it's like a lot of times the comments just go way left. So, with the Ralph Yarl, because it happened so close to that shooting, there were some comments saying, oh, well, look, 
you know, a young white lady got killed. And it's like, that doesn't make it better. No one should die from having to turn around or being at the wrong place. You know how many times I've showed up at the wrong address or been at the wrong place? And I just have to like look at something and be like, oh, my fault. And I may not get out of my car, but it's just a simple double check on my on my part to say, oh, I, I didn't mean to be here. But if someone is actively trying to leave or all it takes is a, a, a simple, it's like getting the wrong number. I'm sorry, you have the wrong number. What, I'm going to go find this person because they called me and shoot them? But like using someone's driveway to turn around is just common practice. It's common. It's very, it, it's a lot more common, especially in rural areas, because in rural areas, I don't know about all over, but for here, you don't, the roads <laughs> are that big sometimes for you to turn around in the street. So you almost have to use a driveway to turn around. And, I, and again, listeners, I'm not saying it's right for people to come on your property, but I also understand having grown up in a, a well-known neighborhood and I know my neighbors, we used to get people all the time to pull in and pull back out to go the other way. Not once that we feel threatened, like it just happens. Things happen. I, even with technology, sometimes you have updates that don't kick to everybody's phone. Maybe technology brought them there and they're trying to correct it. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to me. But I saw it was an uptrend on that and I, I really feel like people need to just cover themselves in prayer because it really could be any it really could be anybody. Yeah. My um I think the biggest thing is one, how much of a threat is it if someone is knocking on your door? Like if someone really wanted to like do harm, they would have like tried to barge in. They're not gonna wait for you to come and open the door. in most cases, they're not gonna wait for you to come to the door and open the door or address them at the door. Like, they're going to try to barge in. Like, they knock once, they don't hear anything. They're trying to get in. Um, So that that whole excuse just seemed bogus. I did also hear that they are trying to say that he is senile and he wasn't in his right mind when he did it. Um, And then one other thing that I heard the other day, and I listened to a, um, a podcast of... And they were interviewing the lawyer for the family. And what he said is that the police waited to go and declare it a crime scene because they were waiting on the tox the toxology report to come back from Ralph Udall to make sure that he didn't have any other substances in his blood, which yeah. just goes to show that they're trying to give every reason, every excuse as to why this man should not be charged with attempted murder, pretty much. Really, because yeah. he, there was no threat. Like, there was nothing, his life was not in danger, but it, they're claiming the castle doctrine, which is so broad in so many states that it's hard to go against it. So if you're saying, well, I was protecting my home under the castle doctrine, then it makes everything so ambiguous that it's hard for you to prove that it was wrongful for him to shoot at the door like that. Yeah, I don't I mm -mm, I don't agree with any of that. Um, and the police, they're full of shit. 
shout out to that elderly man's ex-wife though. She was the first person that came out and said, that man is racist. She said, I I feared living with him. Like she stated she was afraid of him. Um, and then his grandson hopped on CNN and said yeah. the same thing. So it's like the police were like, oh no, let's do a toxicology for a 16 year old. A 16 year old, I think he plays a saxophone or something. He's yeah. like a he's a band, he's a bass. He's band. a bass. Oh, what is it? A bass uh I want to say a tenor clarinet player, I believe. Right. Like he's a is he the tenor clarinet or tenor saxophone, but either way he's doesn't, doesn't matter. He could have been a filthy doesn't, degenerate. Doesn't matter. He could have yeah. been a filthy degenerate. He didn't deserve to have his life taken. Yeah. No. And, and we don't have to be perfect like, or respectable in order to to don't. keep our lives. You don't. And, and the this fact is, that he said he was afraid. Why didn't he? Why? Okay, if you shot through the door, then call police. I'm not saying that's the right way to do it. But he shot through the door and then opened the door to shoot again. Like, no, that's attempted murder. And I and a lot of people are like, oh, well, he's 84. Oh, he's C now, like Eugene said. I don't care. Yeah. I um I think that this both of these situations coupled with all of the other shootings that take place literally every day. Um, I think both of these are indicative of two problems in America. One is a gun problem. The other is a culture problem. The gun problem being the, I understand the second amendment. I get it. You know, hold on to your guns, but it's a little too easy to get guns. It's a little too easy to keep guns. And I don't know. I just feel like there should be a limit on certain types of guns that you are allowed to have. Um, as a civilian, when you tell me that, oh, this man, you know, they said he was senile. Why are we allowing senile people to keep guns? I'm sorry. Like, there's, there should be some level of common sense in our gun, yeah. like in our gun laws and gun culture. The second problem is the culture problem. And this, I think, harkens back to um, Tuck and Dom. Tuck and London, that's what we'll call them. Um, what we have seen over the last 10 years is the ESPNification of news journalism, where it is no longer just reporting the news, but it is reporting on your ops and making them out to be the evil and worst people in the world. And when you are one of those people who all you, because no one takes in both sides, even though both, both sides are trash, no one, everyone's only taking in one side. And when you spend all your time being indoctrinated with this idea that there are enemies out there looking to take your country or steal your rights or insert whatever the agenda is on either side, of course you live in fear. Of course you think someone knocking on your door or pulling into your driveway is them, in quotes, finally coming to get you. And so what do you do? You jump up to defend yourself with your gun that you probably shouldn't have, and it ends in tragedy because we spend too much time being indoctrinated by the far left and the far right, and even sometimes the moderates, into thinking that people, other people are the enemy and we should be living in fear. So I, I put a lot of blame on Tuck, Lemon, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all these people who have spent the last, especially six years, just spewing all sorts of the other side is evil, go kill the other side. I, I want to know what type of ops this man had 
to make him feel like he had to defend himself to that extreme. Like, who's coming after you that you feel like, oh, I can't, I got to shoot first, ask questions later? Like, it's the, you... it's the boogeyman. It's, it's the Mexican coming to steal your job, even though they don't take the jobs that you want or the jobs that you yeah. do. The amount of white collar white people I've heard be like, oh man, those Mexicans, they're getting our jobs. Fred, you are a banker. They're yeah, not crossing the border over rivers and through mountains to come be a banker. Like, yeah. relax. They had a whole episode of South Park about them. That is about one my, about my favorite episodes. I don't think Claude has seen that episode because he looks lost. I, I, I have not. <laughs> I don't think I've seen an episode of South Park in like 15 years. We'll make sure. Uh, I mean, it's it's about fifteen, maybe twenty years old. Yeah, it's it's one of the great stuff. It's definitely one I remember. Um, so who is this Phil person that's racist? You said who Phil is this Phil person? <laughs> yeah, what about him? This Phil person, Phil Jackson. You really Phil don't know what you got to be playing. You got to be playing. She's short. It's a good chance you don't know. I mean, it's very true. Now, I know who Phil Jackson is. I just didn't think he was important enough to say his name. Go ahead. I I mean, he has 11 rings as a coach. So it's player. okay for him to be racist then? And I mean, it's okay for him to be racist. Oh, okay, I'm saying, that's what it sounds no, like. Okay, what are we talking about? He coached Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and Shaq. And Lamar Odom. And Jordan <laughs> and Jordan Farmar. Did he blow them off? Like, I don't I don't care. What why is he racist? Whoa. Whoa. That feels like a bridge too far. Get the edit button ready. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> In uh, there was a article that came out about uh, Phil Jackson. Basically, he did, I think he went on Rick Rubin's podcast and just talked about how he wasn't into the whole 2020 Black Lives Matter thing, you know, sports are supposed to be non-political. And there's this one quote, let me see, it says, they had things on their back like justice. And a funny thing happened, like justice just went to the basket and equal opportunity knocked him down. Some of my grandkids thought it was pretty funny to play up those names. I couldn't watch that. So I saw, I saw a great tweet from, um, I think it was from Dragonfly Jones, where essentially he said, Remember when Phil Jackson called LeBron's friends a posse and we said that's exactly how people who don't like black people speak about black people and you told us we were wrong? That That's it yeah. right there. And the, the title of the article in The Guardian is essentially uh, Phil Jackson is exactly who we thought he was. You see, I, I often believe a lot of the times that proximity will break down a lot of the barriers and misconceptions that we have about people. But that is a proverb, which means it is sometimes but not always true. And Phil Jackson is clearly someone who has not only spent a lot of time around Black people, but has made a lot of money off the backs of Black people. A lot. And still can't seem to understand why something like fighting for our lives, because we're just being gunned down in the streets, is something that we we would bring into our workplace, right? Because you you don't get to turn off your blackness. You don't get to just go and say, oh, well, now I'm going to play basketball 
So all of my my thoughts and fears and anxiety, not those just go out the door when the bell, when the when the whistle blows. So it's very clear. He around us, but he ain't with us. Yeah, he's definitely not with us. And I don't know, like there were times that they really portrayed him as if he was somebody who was so enlightening and full of Zen and like really like I guess open and accepting to different cultures and different ways of viewing life. Does he um, smoke weed and do yoga? Yeah. But even if he's accepting to those aspects of life, those different cultures, what he's showing is that he's accepting to those, but y'all keep that black stuff away from me. He don't want nothing, he don't want nothing to do with that black stuff. That that woogity boogity black people stuff. Like you know, he, don't, he don't want nothing to do with that. And that's, I mean, it's disheartening, especially since you made a lot of the money that you have, like a lot of the status that you have, a lot of the perks of life that you are able to indulge in came with you having to be around Black people and them performing a job that ultimately paid you and got you, got you paid. So it's just, it's sad. And the man got the same birthday as me. So now <laughs> making you making September 17th look bad, beloved. Listen, if it makes you feel better, I got Bill Gates. Ooh. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's Phil. Phil is who we thought he was. Um, I mean, at this point in the podcast, because I swore we said we were going to do a tight 57, we can go ahead and wrap up with... Uh, talking about one of the hottest, most talked about series endings of the last 10 years. Guys, Star Trek Picard ended last week. And man, the nostalgia was all the way there. Am I right? That Picard ending hit, boy. It was the perfect title. Was that, is that English? Star Trek Picard? Star Trek Bacardi? No, no, Picard, you know, Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Starship Enterprise, boldly going where no man has gone before. Star, Star Trek Picante? Take your time. So y'all not, y'all not no Trekkies? That's what you're telling me? I'm no. not a Trekkie, but I know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, and I'm not a Trekkie. It's a... I feel, it's, I feel disrespectful It's an right older reference, but... Okay, yeah. He's what he's trying to say in layman's terms. Is he's Snowball. a nerd? Snowball was like, <laughs> <laughs> like Snowball was it from the character development, um, down to the videography, the cinem- cinematography, everything was wonderful. I legit, I-, I felt that last episode. I felt the finale. I was so mad though when he shot the damn locksmith. I'm sorry. Right, like you ain't had to do that to Miguel. Listeners, you ain't had to do that. Spoilers, there's spoilers there. So if you haven't finished, that's on you. Go take that up with God. Did we? (laughs) Did we think he wasn't going to though? A part of me didn't want him to. Like a part of me was like, he realized that that the twelve thousand was like twelve thousand dollars. That was twelve thousand. That was left out of the five million that Peach stole from him. 
wasn't worth it. So when he said, put that in your pocket, I was like, first in my head, I'm like, don't put that shit in your pocket. But I get it. You got a man sitting there with a gun that's just laughing that clearly is off his rocker telling you to do something, you're going to do it. But if I'm Miguel, he pissed me off because he took like two steps at a, per three minutes. Uh-uh. Knees to chest, my nigga. Like, go. <laughs> you got like, I don't understand how he was walking so slow, just run. But he was like not even in the living room by the time he came. Like when he stood up, I was like, okay, Miguel's not in there. Lo and behold, he ain't even made it to the door. But yeah, man, I didn't. Poor, I didn't poor Miguel, man. <sighs> he ain't have to do him like that. But I mean, he knew that he was going to. I thought he told him to put in the pockets because he was going to make it look like a crime scene. He was going to make it look like well, it was a thing. robbery. Yeah, like he. Started, no, as, like, as soon as, as soon as he said put him in the pocket, put it in your pocket, I was like, oh, he about to kill him. Mm. So he gonna make it look like he tried to he tried to rob him. Yeah, but the twelve. The twelve thousand. Did y'all notice that the twelve thousand was the exact? It was the same amount that he like got into the game with, and that's all he was really left with. Mm. So it was that, and he ended up in the same like predicament of his dad, who he yeah. scoffed at in the first episode. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was great. Snowfall will go down as one of the greatest shows. Of all time, and y'all can argue with y'all mothers. <laughs> one of the greatest shows, one of the greatest shows oh. of all time. Why y'all always bringing people's mothers into this? Because that's what they, that's what they need to argue with. I mean, why not? Who else gonna argue with them? Listen, I um, I loved it. I normally hate when shows. Star Trek Picard did this as well. But where they do the leap forward, <laughs> where they give you give you the jump forward, because it, I don't know, it just feels like a tired trope. And I feel like sometimes end the show right there. You don't need to show us where they end up. But this was perfect to see. No, it was it was perfect. Up. It was it was excellent character development, like from start to finish. Um, I really felt Leon when he like Leon wanted to save him. Yeah. And he um and I knew that Leah like uh what's her name? Uh Franklin's mom, I knew that she no longer really cared what the hell happened to Franklin because she said he was lost. So when Leon went to go see her, I said, Oh yeah, he about to cry. So when she told him to leave, she she meant that with her whole heart, and I felt that. Um I was kind of upset though that she did kill old buddy like literally as he's trying to like getting the money. But I mean, she told him like you can't let him live. So I was I <clears throat> Yeah, I was mad about that, but I was also like I respect that level of petty to let him get that get close to it and then snatch it away from him. So for that, yeah. I, I, I commend her actions. I I really feel for sweet baby Lou. My sweet Lou just hiding in a barn. I mean, it's better hiding in a barn than ended up like Franklin hiding in no, your Franklin, house. Franklin was he was grizzled. down. He was down bad. 
Oh yeah. Grizzle. But I will um it, it also brought something to light with how many how many has beens have we come across in this lifetime? Because seeing where Franklin ended up, there were so many people that would that he was like he was out there talking. He was hype over twenty dollars. And yeah. no one was willing to listen that he used to be the head of this like drug trafficking ring. No one was trying to hear that. No one would have believed him. So it made me think it's like, yo, how many people have I come across in my lifetime that tell me back, you know, stories about back in their day or what they used to be or what they used to do? And it's like, we don't believe him. We take it for a grain of salt. And watching this really shows that it is all possible. And everything that is given to you can't be taken away. I think the one general consensus that was everybody had that we were all right on was Veronique was gonna leave his ass. And she did. But I thought she was a she was an informant I when thought she, she first got a, introduced. Yeah, I thought she no, was a, I knew I knew I she thought was she was part of the alphabet gang. <laughs> I knew she was a con artist. Um when she explained how to clean his money through real estate. And then when she talked more about her mom and then when she actually brought her mom into it and then you kind of got a hint of her mom and her had did a job but she got caught and her mom left her. I said, oh, she's about this life. She a little different. But at first, you know, people were talking junk down. We knew she was going to leave. We knew she was, going, she was going to leave him. But I'm like, I get it. You're not about to lose all this money and then put your broke ass hands on me. That's not going to happen. <laughs> So, I got I, should I get why she left? So you saying he got to have some money to put his hands on? No, you? Okay. I don't. I'm I'm not gonna kink shame. I'm not gonna kink shame. I don't think anybody should put their hands on anybody. But it it makes a difference. Like it's but a if but of, if you're going to no no no, no. if you're going <laughs> to try me at least have some money for a lawyer or whatever. But you broke. And I'm trying to help you, and you put your hands on me? No, mm. no. But no, no I, I didn't fault her for leaving. Like once I saw why she did, um, but she took the last bit of that money, and she did. So yeah, she was out. I never liked Vernie. Not a I never single liked the wigs. I mean, that was part of the issue for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like she was always playing dress up. Ever yeah, seen like her. the wigs never fit her head or her face. Ever. Um, but I will say, I, I wonder how this would have ended if John were still alive. Um, but I think they honored him well. Yeah. Um, I think it I think it ended well. Especially with the scene where they're walking through the neighborhood and there's a movie director shooting a movie, and it's clearly supposed to be John shooting a movie in the neighborhood, probably Boys yeah. in the Hood. Um, so yeah, hats off to Snowfall, one of the greatest ever do it. Um, hopefully, and shout out another. to Star Trek Picard for continuing the legacy. You know, Gene Roddenberry, can you please shut up? Well, man, I know white people, we were talking about. <laughs> uh, Wolf is black, thank you very much. Ooh, this man, okay. This man interrupted a tribute to <laughs> a black show about black stories. Wolf to... is black. This is a galaxy far, far Ooh. away where, okay. you know, Shut race. Is... Anyway, 
But we're what talking else? about we're talking about planet Earth where we watched it. Is there Maybe another is there another show that is to the level of Snowfall in you guys' opinion? Black show or just show in general? Just a show in general. Succession. I was about to say succession is killing you talking about another succession. show in the final season? Ooh, succession. Ooh. I would say for story development, as far as like for me, just thinking about drugs or whatever. Um, you better not say power. No, <laughs> no, still I, haven't seen an episode. I stopped watching power because the writing got so terrible. But Raising Canaan was good. I give it to I, Raising Canaan was actually good. You put that um, on the. I've never seen it, but you putting that on the same level as Snowfall. No, no, no. I'm just no. Oh, just about. just I being say, good. Um, Ozarks, Ozarks is. Mm. To that level, Ozark and then Queen of the South. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Queen of the South. Um, I don't like Queen of the South. Really? I didn't like it. I tried. I, I didn't watch every episode. Christina watched it, and I, I was just like, uh, the, uh, the this is la- cool. The latest season Snowfall was, is better. Snowfall is definitely better. Um, but when it comes to character development, I think you see her go from like a mule to like this head, you know, honcho. It's really good. Narcos is another one, but because Narcos is based on factual events, you kind of know how that's going to end. Um, so yeah, I would say, and then Ozarks, you see how they develop each and every character. There's some mess involved, um, a lot of action. So I, I thought Ozarks was good too. I might, I might go back and finish Ozark. You never finished Ozark? I stopped literally halfway through. You really um, should go back. I think there was a lot of, um, and I think what Ozark did really well is that with Wendy's character, it felt like there was a point where she was turning from like good, innocent girl to, there was a season where it was basically like Rise of the Girl Boss. And it was at the time where people are like, man, like, come on, here you go with this wokeness where, you know, now the woman has to be the hero. And even if her husband was doing it all this time, but they, like the way they wrote that, and then developed it and it showed you how boss Wendy was without it being like just one of those like stereotypical tropes was was incredible. I think I would put Ozark up there with with Succession. I mean, with Succession and um, Snowfall. Snowfall and Succession are top tier. Like elite television. Yeah. Would you put Yellow Jackets up there with them? No. They would be a tier below. Mm. Yellow Jacks is still good, but not to the level of Snowfall. And because they need one more Yellow season, may, maybe in another season. But how I, I don't know how long I want to see them stuck out in the snow. In Yellow Jackets, like just get well, to the this- point where you you kill whoever was hanging from that tree in the first episode. I just want to see that. Who who was it that you killed? This is true, but they they they're they're mining. They they got a lot to dig in right there. It's just it's a lot. How is this baby going to die? Because she's pregnant and she's there's no. First of all, how how is she still pregnant? Like how are you still surviving carrying Wait, a baby? You think this baby? You don't think this baby's the daughter? No, it's too early. It's nineteen ninety six. How how old is the daughter? The daughter's in college, right? No, the daughter's 
a senior in high school. She's she's not oh, even legal. Yeah, you're right. I bet you the baby lives and the baby is gonna come back and haunt them later. D looks so confused. I you, you gotta no watch idea. Yellow Jackets. D, you gotta you gotta watch Yellow Jackets. It's a weird, trippy ride, but it's good. Yeah, no, I I think I might just pass. And you gotta watch nah. Love is Blind too. No, no, you don't. No, I don't. You need you need to watch Love is Blind. Alright, we going off the rails now. Every time comes. I bring you, you <laughs> wanted to talk about Snowfall. You bring up this ode to Star Trek, but when I bring Yo. in my shows, we're going off the rails. Love is blind. Uh, is... All right, Phil Jackson. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's the title. Nah, nah, I got, I got a title for us. Um, B, B got it. B got it early. What was that? Nah, I'll tell you when we get off. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's that's all I got. Outside of that, this week has been a week. Again, sorry for my voice. I'll have it back by next time we record. Um. Because I yeah I don't know what the hell is going on. I just want to give you a quick shout out because after spending the weekend with D. I've been, she was the motivation I needed to be back on my healthy grind. I've been working out all week. I've been <laughs> on my Peloton every day. I've been eating salads. Yo, D, D was an inspiration this weekend because we went out to eat mad times and she was like, nope, I'm not eating that right now. Like that's just, it's not fitting in the lifestyle and the plan. And I respected that level of discipline and it, it got me back on track. So thank you I for helping me get my it. summer body right. I didn't eat the whole plate of potatoes I had. And I should have Sorry. wanted to. Sorry. You were inspiration. No Thank doubt. You. If Thank I you. could just get Eugene to eat some more things, like actual <laughs> food. I ate food. Like we sat down and ate together. What, what, what did you have? You have you have fried rice. You yeah, fried yeah. rice. Fried rice with chicken. No, with shrimp. With shrimp. No, I had shrimp. You had chicken. I did. You did. You did try my fried rice, the kim, the steak and kimchi fried rice, and you liked it. That was. I, I mean, felt it wasn't like that bad. Was I, the only only reason, no, I like spicy food. The only reason I didn't get it because I thought it was going to be too spicy, and I just have you I ever had kimchi before? I have, yeah. Hmm. But I forget where I had it at. But it was like mad hot, and like I couldn't even taste the food. It was just extremely hot, so I just didn't want to go through that. Uh, we used moment. to only eat in barbecue chicken and uh, spaghetti. Man, that's not. That's not all. Your palate. Your palate's did, not developed. We did cook spaghetti. <laughs> I bet you did. Monday, I did cook spaghetti Monday because because we hadn't we hadn't put a menu together for the week, and so I just needed something quick and easy to make. Did y'all see, um, see that meme that said black people make spaghetti with turkey and feel like they're gonna live an extra fourteen years? <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> I sure do make my spaghetti. When I first when I first started cooking, I remember I made spaghetti with turkey one time. I was like, look at me being healthy. <laughs> we do be feeling healthy because we use turkey instead of ground beef. Mm-hmm. Get the lean turkey too. Like, oh, it's only it's only 85%. I need the 93%. Oh yeah, you feel special when you get that ninety three. Oh yeah, I feel I feel extra healthy with that ninety three. All right, we done here. It's called as 
folding clothes. Uh, being a, you know, listen, listen, I was suburban, out there being a suburban dad, Mr. Mom, <clears throat> get, my, get my underwear for y'all. Let's see what I'm working with. Mm. This is workplace harassment. <laughs> <laughs> you you an independent contractor. Ain't no rules for you. Oh, so but on that take, note, I said to take whatever's given to me. Okay. On that note, thank you for joining us for another episode of Kicking It with the Homie. Man, we love y'all. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in every other week in and every other week out for the madness that we bring you. Listen, help us take this podcast global. We're already global, but we want to go more global. We want to go universal. So in order for, you, for us to do that, we need you to like, comment, share, leave five stars. If they can't leave five stars for this universal podcast, Eugene, what should they do? Eat it shenanigans. That is disgusting. And on that note, we Goodbye, people. <laughs> Kicking in with the homie. Kicking in with the homie. Kicking in with the homie. Oh, 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 oh. Me.